Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, we are previewing the Big Ten Conference, and much like their logo, it is basically the year of the bigs. Speaking of bigs, uh, how are you doing this morning? I am well, sir, and yourself? Not too bad. You know, I was thinking earlier when we get to our, like our uh, our uh, play or not play of the year teams, our uh, all conference teams. It's gonna be tough to actually have an actual like guard through forward lineup because all the best players in here are like six ten and above. Yeah, that's that's gonna be. I mean, that's a theme around college hoops this year. Is it is the year of of the big man? So it's great. That's what this is why I'm excited about it because size matters. Um, big men are people too. Yep. We're not just big oafs who just run around and set screens and think or and don't think. Uh, give the big men their respect. It's not about it starts in the Big Ten. It's more about the size than it is about how long they last. I mean, how many minutes they play and how they use it. Yeah, size yeah. is all that matters. Okay, exactly, exactly. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Biggs, I hate to start the show off on a sour note, but um, I'm going to. So I feel like this is a down year. And I can remember in the offseason hearing about everyone talking about Indiana and how like they're the top team in the conference and going to be amazing. And I, I urged people to kind of pump the brakes on that a little bit. Like we're getting a little too high on Indiana here. But then just now I'm sort of scrolling through other rosters, doing a little show prep, and I can't find a better team on paper then Indiana, they have a national player of the year caliber player in Trace Jackson Davis um, leading the way. They have sort of a uh, Robin to his Batman in the front court with Race Thompson. They have a very experienced guard in Xavier Johnson, who averaged about 12 points per game. Um, I think it was last year was his first year at Indiana. He came over from Pittsburgh. They do have... Also, a couple good incoming freshmen, actually both from Montverde Academy, and Jalen hood Shafino and Malik Renault, who are both very highly rated. Um, but no, I know I urge people in the offseason to not get too high on this team, but now I'm getting high on them. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think they're the best team? I, I know you just said you I, think they're the best on paper. Are, are they the best team in practice? That's too two very different things. You can have teams who are very good on paper, but don't really mesh together very well. And the reason I like urge people to pump their brakes is they do have, like their rotations is very similar to last year's team. Um, they do return a lot of guys from a team that was 21 and 14 and nine and 11 in the big 10 and who barely made the tournament bigs. So it's tough to say, like you always have your teams like your Wisconsin's and your Iowa's who are always very steady Maybe Michigan or Illinois are better than they are on paper and could be the best team. It's tough to say. By this point, I would go – I would say Indiana's going to win this conference. You think Indiana will win the conference? Yes. Hoosier, Hoosier up. Yes. Hoosier daddy. <laughs> we we did it. We did play a team in City League called that before. Hoosier daddy? Hoosier daddy. They probably kicked your ass, didn't they? 
There, our daddy. That happens. That happens sometimes. I don't know. I mean, I think at this point in the year, we're we're ranking teams based on paper, and uh, and Indiana's got a hell of a team on paper. Last year, they had a team that was better on paper than Wisconsin, better than Iowa, better than uh, you know a bunch of teams too. And I, I don't know. They were just kind of blah. So I'm having a hard time getting it out of my head. Just kind of how blah they were last year. Yep. And I know they bring back a ton of guys. I don't know. Are those guys all that good though? I mean, I like Trace Jackson Davis. I, I I like him. I think he's good. Him and Race Thompson, I think they'll be a a really good front court. Like that pairing might be the best one two kind of front court pairing in the country. One one of the best ones. I I don't know. Xavier Xavier Johnson, he's he's okay. He played well at the end of the year, especially. He was averaging like fifteen and five over the last kind of half of the year. But they don't they can't shoot. They don't have anybody that can shoot. Uh, they had times last year where the offense would just get completely stuck in the mud. Uh, their defense is good, but I don't know. I, I think they've got too many guys back from a team that was just kind of okay last year, and I'm not sure like where the where the upside is. Now, I know they do bring in a couple of really, really good freshmen in uh, Jaden Hood-Shafino and, and Malik Raynaud. Uh, Hood-Shafino in particular is kind of a combo guard. He's, he's like 6'5", 6'6", and uh, can really, really play make, so... Maybe he gives them a little bit of extra kind of oomph on the perimeter. But if he doesn't, you're looking at a guy like like Miller Cop, who is is like the definition of blah. As like your second that, best player. That name that, that name is blah too. Yeah, Miller he's Cop. just incredibly blah. And you watch him play and he's like a six seven white dude who can't really move and he can occasionally knock down a three pointer. I'm a little worried about that. But I love Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson up front. So, I mean, I think Indiana will be solid. But I feel like this just kind of maybe illustrates what the Big Ten is going to be looking like this year. And that's – it feels like this more often than not what the Big Ten kind of looks like. And that's – there's like ten teams that are probably ranked in like the – you know, if you're looking at like the, the Ken Palm or Bart Torvik metrics, ten teams probably in like the 20 to 50. But nobody really in that top 20. They're really, really clustered together. And there's not a big separation between any of them. I don't see a team that looks like a a Final Four contender. Indiana might have the most talent on paper to do it, uh, but I don't know if they do. No, I'd agree with all that. And I, it's tough to envision a scenario where you wake up in end of March and you see a Big Ten team like in the Elite Eight. You know, I mean, there probably will be, but like, who do you think who who would it be? Yeah, I I I I just don't even know. <clears throat> probably one of those teams that's been more successful in recent years. I, I, I feel better yeah. about like Michigan, probably Michigan state, probably Ohio state, probably Illinois, Iowa. Although Iowa hasn't really had great tournament runs. So probably not Iowa, but I don't really feel good about any of them to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of there with you now. If you were to predict who would be the best team in this conference, not just on paper, who do you think that would be? <clears throat> Probably Michigan. Michigan or Michigan State. Okay. Well, tell me about Michigan. I know Hunter Dickinson's back for his for his junior year, or no, third year. Sorry, there's no 
no uh, classes like that anymore. But yeah, it's twenty twenty two. Yeah, so uh, I see Hunter Dickens is back. I see they get a transfer guard from Princeton, so he's definitely smart. Um, Jalen Llewellyn, um, what do you like about this team? Well, I like that Hunter Dickinson's back. I mean, he was he was pretty good last year. I don't think he was as good as maybe uh, he was supposed to be, and yet he still finished the year averaging like 18 points and eight rebounds or something. Um, they got to the Sweet 16 last year. And, you know, Dickinson, I think, is a – a legitimate, I mean, I, I I think he is right up there with, with Shibway, with Timmy, with Baycott as like, like the top, I mean, he's like a legitimate top 10 player in the country coming back. He's that good. And I like the, uh, I like the transfers that they bring in and Jalen Llewellyn and Joey Baker, solid role players, good pieces. Speaking of of guys who make, made mistakes, but are, you know, making up for it now. Uh, Joey yep. Baker, um, top 100 guy, like four or five years ago, um, couldn't find the court again at uh, Duke because their coach, uh, you, you know, you had, you had to be a marketable athlete to be able to be on the floor for him. So like Joey Baker was not a marketable athlete, so uh, he he never saw the floor. So good on him for uh, fixing his mistakes and transferring to Michigan. Yeah, the man threw away his life for four years. He threw away his life for four years, and and now it's like he went to prison, and. Now it's 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 time he's on the road to recovery. Yep. Um, it starts this year. Every, yep. People people make mistakes. Joey Baker paid for his mistake for four years, four year sentence, where he basically sat on the bench and didn't get to play. And when he did play, it was under pressure of, uh, you better catch this ball and you better shoot it. Just you stand there in the corner, you you be seen not heard. You stand there in the corner, and when you pass it to you, you better make the shot, other else you'll be play you'll not play again. Well, yep. that's not a great. Uh, that's not a great like environment to like foster growth in a young man. You know, you just stand there in the corner and you expect to make every single shot. Like how do you gain any sort of basketball rhythm? I mean, think about the guys playing with LeBron. Everybody always talks about how, you know, oh, it's so easy to play with LeBron. And yet he he turns good shooters into like not great shooters because they just stand around and wait for the shot. Like you can't generate any rhythm. You're just standing still. So, uh, you know, they don't you don't play with a freedom. I think Joey Baker now will be able to play with – he'll be empowered to to play his best self. And I don't think that's like a great player. You know, I, I no longer care about the recruiting rankings that Joey Baker had coming out of high school. But I think he showed – I think he showed enough at Duke where if he plays a little more freedom, I think he can be a good – a solid role player. Um, yeah. I believe in Kobe Bufkin and Terrence Williams, two returning role guys from Michigan last year. It seems like Michigan has done this. They have guys who, who play small roles, and those guys take on bigger roles as they grow. Uh, I really like Terrence Williams. He's like a six six, kind of swing man who does a little bit of everything. I think he's going to have a chance to be a, uh, a high-level defensive piece. Um, think about Jalen Llewellyn, the Princeton transfer. People are not really realizing is that he was a top 100 recruit coming out of high school. I mean, he had, like, big-time offers. I remember when he was coming out of high school, like, Minnesota was in on him. And, like, he was a kid that – it was like, oh wait, maybe if we can if we can get this Jalen Llewellyn, like he'll be our best player. Well, um, you said Minnesota was in on him, but he also you also said he had big time offers. So yeah, like he was little he, contradictory there. He had high major he had high major offers that like were not that were not Ivy League level. Um, and okay. He decided to go be the big fish in a small pond. Um, so I mean, there's there's like actual athleticism and talent in Jalen Llewellyn. It's not just like he's some Ivy League, um, 
you know, Brainiac transfer into the Big Ten. I think he'll be able to hold up. Um, and then they do bring in three, like, top 75 recruits. So, I mean, they bring in a, a, a solid recruiting class. Terrace Reed is, like, a top 40 guy. He's, a, he's like, a power forward type. Uh, Jet Howard is, like, a swingman kind of perimeter guy. He's, like, a top 40 recruit, kind of a, a, a wing. And then Doug McDaniel is a uh, – He's like a top 60 point guard. So, you know, they bring back good. They bring in some good recruits. They are already in a place of strength where they've got Hunter Dickinson as a guy that they can kind of lean on and their offense can kind of orbit around. Um, And I just kind of believe Michigan is going to have, I think they're going to be, uh, I think they're built for the long haul of the season. Yeah. And it's interesting. You did mention they have like Jet Howard, their freshman incoming. And Kobe Buffkin is kind of like a, we could call him a possible breakout candidate, you know, the sophomore breakout type player. He was a freshman a year ago, um, played about 10 minutes per game. Um, so didn't get quite as much run, but figures to have a lot more uh, vital role on this team. Um, I wanted to bring up D- Doug McDaniel just because um, it is an interesting spelling on his name. Do you see this? Yeah. D-U-G, like past tense of dig. Um, Doug, which actually reminds me to go back to our last episode um, where we were talking about Dakota Prescott. And uh, I texted you yesterday saying that Dakota is not actually his first name. That's his middle name, Biggs. What's his first name? Rain. R-A-Y-N-E. Rain. Rain Dakota Prescott. Dude, why can't yeah. we just go with that, then? What's wrong with Rain Prescott? Because Dak is so much cooler. That's stupid. If his name was Rain <laughs> Prescott, he'd be ranked like the 12th quarterback in the league. But since his name's Dak, we rank him like 10th. Well, twelfth best quarterback. That's reserved for our boy Kirky Kirk. I don't know, man. People have him ranked in like the seventeen range lately. It seems like there was one. Was it Kyle Brandt who said he's going to be the MVP this year? I think that was who it was. Good God. Mm-hmm. I think he's end up on that work. Yeah, he was doing predictions on the show. He picked Kirk. Oh, Kyle. Well, he's got to get <laughs> hits, man. That's that's a that's a clickbaity uh, that's a clickbaity take. Yep. Now, let's see. Let's toss it across the pond. Actually, not across the pond. Toss it in-state to the Michigan State Spartans. Sparty up here. Um, they lose, They lose like, two guys who, like, we're, we're always waiting on, like, when they're actually going to be good in a year. And, like, Gabe Brown and Marcus Bingham were solid, we'll say. Not amazing, mm-hmm. but good good enough. They return uh, A.J. Holger and Tyson Walker um, in the backcourt. Uh, again, guys who are good, not amazing. Um, Malik Hall, Joey Hauser, like, these guys are just good. You know what I mean? Like that's all I can really say about them. They're not like superstars by any means. They're just good players. But like, I can't see anyone from this team who's gonna like break out and be like the best player. Like, I can't, I can't envision seeing any of these guys break out and being like a fifteen points per game scorer. No, I don't think I don't think so either. I don't think they'll have a. A 15 point a game score. I think Malik Hall will probably be their leading scorer. Um, yeah, maybe in like the in the in the 11 to 13 range. I, I don't think he's going to be like a, a big time scorer. Uh, but I like I like the core. I like their their depth. Um, I like that they they bring back. I mean, their 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 perimeter rotation. They've got some really really good guards. Tyson Walker, AJ Hogger, Jaden Nack, Jaden Akins. And uh, and Trey Holloman, their top uh, one of their top rated recruits coming in, that's four really solid, really solid guards. Now I think Aikens, 
Did Aiken suffer some sort of an injury here not that long ago? Is he going to be out for a while? I don't remember. Our, our research department is looking into this. And when I say that, that means that I'm Googling it. Yeah. Out, out for four weeks. That was on September 13th. So that's about right now that he'd be coming back. Hopefully that isn't something. I mean, foot injuries are always kind of – foot injuries are always a little, a little dicey. So – I'm going to rescind my Michigan State excitement if Jade Nakins is injured. You're a Jade Nakins guy. Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to be. I think he's going to have a big year. He was a really okay. impressive freshman. I mean, he pops. He only played what ten minutes a game off the bench or something. He didn't play a ton, but fifteen average. Yeah, he three. was. He was definitely lower on the depth chart, and he would have moments where he'd come in and be like, "Whoa!" Like he looked like what a freshman should look like, and that's he had moments where he'd pop. Moments where he looked exactly like what a freshman does. He looks like he's swimming in the deep water a little too much. I think that's the kid that takes the big breakout step this year for them and and becomes kind of a um, not necessarily an all-conference level guy, but a really, really solid piece that you can be excited about. The only thing I'm not so certain about with this team is is up front, and that's not usually the case with Michigan State. I, don't, I just don't know who their bigs are. Like, Matty Sissoko is a returning guy. He came off the bench. He's nothing special. He's just kind of a big-bodied, lumbering, set picks, block shots type, but he doesn't really even do that at a high level. Uh, Jackson Kohler is like a top 50 recruit coming in. He's a big guy. But, I don't know, I just in the Big Ten, it's really hard to imagine young freshmen coming in and just being awesome right away. Maybe he can do it. I don't know. Uh, but I do like Joey Hauser and Malik Hall up front. I think they've got like a solid seven-man depth rotation with with potential for more depending on some of those freshmen. All right. Now, um, trying to find – who should we talk about next? I'm trying to find who, should, who we should talk about next. Let's go – want to talk about Illinois. Okay. What do you like about Illinois? What do I like about them? Um, yeah. They lost a lot, so other guys get to play some. So that's cool. Um, some guys will get to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, the burn is gone. Bigs, uh, Illinois has survived the Cockburn after spilling co- coffee all over them. I'm gonna miss saying Cockburn whenever we say talk about Illinois. I know it makes me sad. I actually yeah. think that's a bummer. I don't and like then, that about Illinois. That's about the only thing I did like about them. Actually, no, they had some good players, but the Cockburn was my favorite part about Illinois the past two Cockburn three seasons. Cockburn was easily the best thing about Illinois. Yeah. They also lose a couple guards here, Alfonso Plummer, Trey Frazier, and didn't really – they got some guys come in. Terrence Shannon transfers over from – where was he? He's at Texas Tech two years ago. I can't figure out where he was last year. Texas uh, Tech. Who am I thinking of? Someone transferred from Texas Tech somewhere. Was he at somewhere uh, before Texas Tech? Went to Kansas. That's something. Okay. That's something. Um, anyway, Terrence Shannon was at Texas Tech. Uh, last year comes in averaging 10 points per game. They do get Matthew Meyer, the uh, the mullet man from over at Baylor, the one who uh, loves to instigate stuff on the court. So uh, they do get him back. No, I'm thinking of Sohan. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, Coleman Hawkins is a guy who I saw flash towards the, la- towards the end of last year, a guy who uh, would play the four um, alongside, uh, alongside the Cockburn there and would stretch out the floor, would have his moments where, you know, he – He'd get back to back buckets a couple times here. So, you know, look for him to be. I kind of think, you know, he averaged like six points per game a year ago. I could see him bumping up, bump that up, being like a 12 and 8 guy. 
Um, so look for him to be uh, an improvement this year. Um, and then some incoming freshmen. Sky Clark is a guy who had originally uh, committed to uh, Kentucky, uh, withdrew, withdrew his commitment from there, is coming here. Um, was he – I thought he was supposed to be a freshman last year for some reason, but he was just injured. But, no, I'm wrong. He is a freshman this year, and then they do get a couple other top 100 guys and Ty Rogers and Jaden Epps. So, you know, could be like a solid – like a team that's better towards the end of the year with all his, you know, new incoming talents. Um, I think there's going to be some growing pains on this team though, Biggs. Yeah. I, I really love their starting five. I love what I, I what I think will be their starting five, at least with, um, I think, I think Shannon, I think Meyer, I really like Luke Goody and RJ Melendez, a couple of sophomores that, that played a little bit last year. Uh, I, neither of them put up really big numbers, but they got in, I remember, in that tournament game against Houston and, and really looked good. I, I have a feeling at least one of those guys is really going to bust out and be um, really solid this upcoming year. And then I do – I really like Coleman Hawkins too. He was a guy that in the second half of the year looked like one of their best players. There were times where it, it would seem like they would take out Cockburn and Coleman Hawkins would come in and, like, the tempo would just pick up. And it's like, you know, sometimes how – how sometimes it's easier for uh, – like a quarterback to play when he loses number one receiver because he stops forcing the ball to that guy and just starts throwing it around to other people and, and actually, actually reading coverage. Yeah. And, and like, you know, like basketball teams, I think are the same thing with, with like a really good big man. I feel like things just sometimes get too slow and you spend too much time just trying to throw the ball to the big man all the time. And you forget that like, Oh, we can actually just let's play normal basketball. Um, and I feel like Illinois did that last year at, at, at times where they were just like, we have to give Kofi Cokeburn ball. And so let's not play actual basketball. And then when he'd come out, like they would actually run their stuff. And Coleman Hawkins was, he like, he like, he's like 6'10. He moves like a deer, you know, like he, he moves really well. He can shoot it a little bit. He's just more active, I feel like. I feel like he's going to have a, a really solid season for them. And so. I do think, yeah, I mean, I don't know what Sky Clark is capable of. He, he's going to have every opportunity to probably be either your starting point guard or the first guy off the bench. So can, can he be legit? And he's like a top 30 recruit. And higher than that, before he had a knee injury that cost him his senior season. So, I mean, if he's if he's good to go, then you've got maybe a high-octane freshman talent there. And then Dane Danger transfer Big Man coming over from Baylor a couple of years ago uh, was another high-octane talent who's – um, I don't know, not always maybe hasn't, hasn't proven it yet, but there's, but there's talent in there. So I, I do think there is a, a really good chance that this team, you're right. They probably start off a little slow with some of those guys kind of meshing with Shannon Meyer, Goody Melendez taking in new roles, you know, Hawkins ex- really expanding into a new role. I think there's a chance though, by the end of the season, this is a team that is, that is peaking uh, playing really good basketball. What do you think is more likely? Sky Clark is actually like a star or we're sitting here in February being like, oh, would we be even be talking about him if his first name wasn't Sky? Yeah, if his name was like Bill Clark. Yeah. W- would we even care? I'm thinking it's more likely that that's the case. But I don't know. Basketball players have a weird just kind of way about weird name basketball guys find a way to be amazing. It's like the cream rises for guys with weird names in basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I would agree with that. Like, w- would LeBron even be in the NBA if his name wasn't LeBron? If it was like just uh, Scott? There's no way he'd be as popular if his name no. was Scott James. Yeah, nobody would think of him as the goat. No, 
Not not even close. They'd be like he was playing against plumbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let's see. Do we want to go to Ohio State next? Sure. Let's go there. There it seems to be the common theme of the show where, you know, Ohio State is just another team who lost a lot, you know. Just looking at the guys who they lost, I see EJ Liddell, Malachi Branham, Kyle Young, Jamari Wheeler, all gone. And guys who are actually returning who really contributed, um, you're kind of limited to Justice, Justice Suing and Zed Key, um, both in the front court there. So, like, they are good players, but, like, not really, like, the star power from a year ago. Um, they do get a couple transfers. They get Sean McNeil from West Virginia. Um, I just remember him because – there's one half where he had like six threes and I was amazed by him. And I was like, okay, this is the best player in college basketball. Um, turns out to not be the case, but he's a very solid shooter for sure. Um, Isaac, I feel like we always talk about how to pronounce his name. Likely. Is that it? Likely. Like, likely. That is likely the uh, correct pronunciation of Isaac likely. Um, he comes over from Oklahoma state. Um, just another solid guy, but like not like an amazing player by any means. They do have four top 100 guys coming in. Um, you know, some will get more more run than others, but we see uh, Bruce Thornton at the point guard position. You see a couple, uh, couple three guys, Bryce Sensaba, great name there, and mm-hmm. Roddy Gale. And then you see it, you know, you see a center there, uh, Felix Okpara. You think I'm? You think I'm right there? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know. Kind of like the last team we talked about, this is another team that could sort of gel later in the year with all the incoming freshmen they have. Um, but again, could, could be some growing pain. And um, you know, I'm just gonna ask this question right now: like, how many team, how many tournament teams do you think are in this conference? Like, we're getting to that point now. We're we're kind of getting to that point where it's like we're getting into that like grouping where it's like six to ten of like teams who could make it if they have good years. Like, yeah. how many? If I set it over under, like. <sighs> Five and a half. Over. Over easily five and a okay. half. Seven and a half. That's probably an accurate that's probably a better over under number. Huh. Um I'd say over still. You do? Is it the big yeah, team? But I don't machine? I don't love any of them. So I mean I, I think because there's no high caliber ones. There's all like those Right, there's not there's not a top ten team, at least on paper. In here. Right. Um, but I do think there are a bunch of like top fifty teams. Yep. Which is which is how you make the tournament a lot. All these teams get ranked pretty solid and they beat up on each other, so nobody has a great record, but all of their Ken Palm metrics, all of their uh, all of their all of their analytic numbers look solid because they're doing nothing but playing other top fifty teams all season long. And so, yeah, I mean, I think I think Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Indiana, Illinois, Purdue, Iowa, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Maryland. I think they're all tournament caliber teams. Will they? Will they all make the tournament? Probably not. But I would say at least seven of them do. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio State's interesting. I mean, if Justice Suing is healthy, you know, that's that's a game changer. He wasn't. In, he was. He was injured all last year. I don't know if he is healthy yet. He was a guy that I mean, he's a really solid two-way wing who's you know he can rebound, he can he can he can he can make plays with the ball a little bit. He's a he's not a great shooter, but he's just kind of a rock-solid do-it-all piece for them. And they have kind of an entire team full of 
rock solid do it all pieces. I think likely is kind of that at, at Oklahoma State. He was like a bulldog defensive guard who, who can't shoot, but he can make a lot of plays and he can he can he can guard the hell out of people. He's big and he's physical. I mean, this team has a chance to be like really, really big. You know, likely is like six five and like two twenty. I mean he looks like a he looks like a linebacker playing point guard. You know, Suing is like six seven, uh, long rangy guy. Zed Key is like big and physical. I mean, he's like six eight, but he's like two fifty. You know, Tanner Holden. I don't know how much he's going to play. He was the Horizon League Player of the Year last year um, at Wright State. You know, really, really solid there. I don't know how much that's going to translate, but he's another kid who's who's big and physical and strong. I mean, he's like six six, two twenty. Now McNeil is kind of the only guy that looks like a shooter. That scares me a little bit. I, I think it's a little bit like. Another commonality with all these Big Ten teams is that none of them have any shooting, and they're all going to have to win really low-scoring, tough defensive kind of games. And that's big. I think we're in for a lot of like sixty-two to fifty-eight kind of games this winter in the Big Ten. Is this like you hear in the NFL like the black and blue division? Is this the uh, the black and blue conference? Very well, could be. Yeah, it could yeah. be a very black and blue conference. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh... I'm going to title this next portion of the show called the, these are the steady teams for every year of all time. Um, the Iowa and Wisconsin part of our show who, no matter how they look on paper, they're always going to be adequate. Is the word I'm going to use here. Now, you could put Purdue into this mix too. You could. Should we toss them into this, into this mix? Like, but like last year, like they were incredible. So that's why I didn't really want to put them in. I mean, Wisconsin played in the national they championship game like six That's years true. ago. That's true. So, okay, we'll toss them in here too. So I'll start off with Iowa because we are a uh, alphabetical order podcast here. They, uh, you know, much like Wisconsin, lose a twin who averaged 20-plus points per game um, to the draft. Uh, Keegan Murray is gone, but his younger brother, Chris – or not young, twin brother, Chris Murray is kind of like a breakout star, which, you know, do you see that, like – are people just like trying to do like, oh, he's the brother, so he's now now it's his turn to break out, or, or do you think that that could happen here? Yeah, I think it could happen. He averaged nine points a game in like eighteen minutes. He had moments where he was pretty darn good. I don't think he's gonna break out. If I mean, if someone is expecting him to break out and put up twenty a game, then then they're silly and they think he's gonna break out and turn into a top ten pick. I mean, that's you know, why don't all twins just do that? You know, yeah, you know, I don't know. Which team yeah. do you think will have a harder time replacing their lost twin? Wisconsin. Because I don't think Jordan Davis put up near the numbers that Chris Murray did. What about, like, the rest of the team, though? Are you are you just looking at it through, like, the oh, lens of, okay. I, 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 here? I actually thought that's what you're asking. I Which actually twin is better? <laughs> Which twin is winning? <laughs> The difference maker is which twin is better. So I'm looking at Wisconsin. Um, I see who's this transfer next. No, they bring back three starters. Yep, Chucky. They Hepburn. bring in a couple of. Uh, they bring in the, some okay recruits. Nothing, nothing too, you know, off the top. But it's Wisconsin. You know, that's how they're always going to look. Yep, they do have a couple transfers. Like, but they're up transfers. I see one from Wofford, one from Green Bay. And they might have the best point guard in the league. Yep. Solid front court. Now I gotta scroll back up to Iowa again. Yeah, I really like their front court. Yeah. So this question essentially who's gonna be better? Which who, yeah, which team I guess do you I mean Wisconsin was better than Iowa last year, weren't they? Or no, no, they weren't. Iowa was a five seed. 
don't right. remember what Wisconsin was. Um, I mean, it is close. Because, like I said, these two teams are, like, the standard for um, staying level, staying stable there. But I'd say I'd give the edge to Wisconsin here. Now, out of these three teams, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Purdue, who are they going to have the best best year? Because Purdue also loses a lot. They do have, like, a, you know, one of the nation's best bigs, if not the best, in Zach Eady. Um, but I, I could kind of see Zach Eady taking a slight – I should say step back. Maybe he'll just stay steady. I mean, 14 and a half points per game in 19 minutes is just ridiculous for him. Um, but I'm curious to see, do you think that uh, Jaden Ivey being gone is going to hurt or help him? I mean, I think, I think Ivy, I think Ivy being gone will, I don't know if it's necessarily that Ivy being gone will hurt them, but I just don't, I don't know who else plays guard for them. Like they don't, they lost him. They lost Stefanovich. They lost Eric Hunter. They lost mm-hmm. their whole perimeter core basically. I think that's what sucks about Purdue. That's another team. Yeah. They're loaded. Their front court is awesome. It's not just Edie. Like Mason Gillis is really good. Caleb First was very good last year as a freshman and looks like a guy that, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if if the conversation later this year about Purdue is Zach Edie is their leading scorer, but are we sure he's like one of their best guys to play late in the game? Or or, or should they be playing Gillis and First up front? Because I do think there's something to that. I, I don't think Edie's very good defensively. I mean, he's terrible defensively, mm-hmm. and you know he's 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 a very good just go get buckets because he's seven foot four type of guy. But like, do you think he can actually play more than you know he played 19 minutes a game? Like, do you envision Zach Edie playing 33 minutes a game? Trying to do some math in my head because like you mentioned those three guys, it, it could just be like a three man platoon. Um at those two spots there. So yeah, I, could I, I, think it, I think they will unit. probably play like even minutes mostly. Yeah. Like there's 80 available minutes there. I could see 30, 30, 20. I don't know, but I don't even think there? he's going to play 30. Yeah. Though. Do you, do so you think like, he can play 30 minutes a game with the way he moves? He's so lumbering. 30, 25, 25. With yeah. Something, e- I could Edie see being something one like of that. the 25s. Yeah. I, I could see that. I, it's gotta be like, it's gotta be tough being that big and just like, moving yeah but then you see videos of victor went by on hitting corner threes on the run and him and zach Eady do not move the same no <laughs> they're he's a little incredible. different he's incredible they are both very tall though my, my friend texted me that video and i just responded i just said travel <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a double dribble yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah man can like dunk from like the three-point line it's insane yeah but no, let's go. Else. Like the more I look at Wisconsin's roster here, like they're another good team on paper. Who, you know, spoiler alert, Biggs. I told you this. I haven't told our many listeners out there. I did purchase the almanac that was put up by the Field of Sixty Eight. So as I scroll through all these teams um, on this thing, like the more and more I look at Wisconsin on here, the more and more I like them. I could see Steven Crowell increasing his production. I could definitely see Chucky Hepburn increasing his production. Um, but like on here, they put them as number ten on here. I feel like that's low. That's a little disrespectful to me. Yeah, it's every year. That's a Wisconsin. That's like a Wisconsin yeah. tradition, unlike any other. It's putting Wisconsin way lower than you should because I don't know. Just on paper, it's like why wouldn't I put them at ten? I mean, really, if you look at their their talent on paper, nothing jumps off the page to you. But 
if you've paid any attention to Wisconsin basketball for the last 25 years, they, they do this. Chucky Hepburn will be maybe the best point guard in the Big Ten. Like, he'll take that step. Tyler Wall will be a 14 points and 7 rebounds a game guy. Like, and Crowell will take the step and be a 12 and 8 guy. And I think they're, they're going to figure out a way to get another 20 points from the rest of their team. And they're going to win games 60 to 55. Like, that's just how Wisconsin's going to do it. They're going to they're gonna play slow. They're, gonna, they're very, they're a lot like Virginia. They're not quite as good as Virginia is, and they don't have even the kind of talent or depth that Virginia has. But that's exactly what they're going to do. And people are overreacting because last year they had Johnny Davis, and this year they don't. They've had like they've had like three guys as good as Johnny Davis in like the entire time I have followed Wisconsin basketball. They they're fine. They don't need a Johnny Davis type. You don't need an NBA wing to have a good college basketball team if you're Wisconsin. They will be fine. I almost guarantee it. They will be a they won't be like a top three team in the conference, but I guarantee they finish higher than ten. Okay. So right, I think we've talked about Purdue enough. I think we've talked about Wisconsin. Have we talked about Iowa enough yet? I don't think um, so. I mean, you you mentioned it. They're losing. They're losing Keegan Murray. Yeah. But they bring in Chris Murray. So, you know, can he take e- the e- next e- step? Even Steven right there. Yep. And you know, Patrick McCaffrey is back after averaging ten a game last year. He's a, he's a good player. Was he a redshirt freshman last year? Is that his first year in the rotation, or was he a sophomore? I don't remember. Currently, it says yeah, it says he's a redshirt junior now. Okay, so maybe he came off the bench. He came off the bench two years ago. Whatever, he's back and he's a good player. Uh, Tony Perkins is back. He's a he's a returning guard. Philip Rabracha's back, returning big guy. Uh, Peyton Sanford is a sophomore who played a, a little bit last year off the bench. I've heard of him as a breakout guy. You know, five points per game in only ten minutes. So like, if he gets up more like to twenty five minutes, twenty to twenty. Let's, let's yep. say twenty. You know, that's ten points per game, possibly off the bench. That's a yeah, they've had, they've had guys like that at Iowa a lot. I mean, he's like six seven. He's like a skilled kind of perimeter guy. They always, it feels like, have not only do they have good like perimeter shooting, but they have like they have good size. It seems like usually like they have long, big guards. Uh, and Sanford looks like he could potentially be the next one. My only question again with all these teams, who's Iowa's guards? You know who are who are their guards? I, I know Tony Perkins is a is a bulldog kind of defensive guard. But you know, is he the guy handling the ball if you want to try to get up and, and get into Iowa's skin defensively? Uh, I, I'm not really sure about that. And then I think, I believe, is the older McCaffrey back for yet another year somehow? Connor McCaffrey? Yeah. Richard's, I feel like he might he might be back somehow. Richard senior. Yeah. Now, he barely played last year because he, like he had like a weird injury. Like a, he had some sort of like hip, or, hip injury or something, I think. Um, so, like, he was on the team, but he played like – Five minutes a game. It was really weird. You know, does he play? Because I mean, he was a starter for a couple of years. Not, not that him playing is, you know, a great sign. He's, he's not a particularly special guy. But I, I, I do like the – I like those other four or five guys, though. I think they've got a solid squad. Yeah, Connor McCaffrey is, looks like a 2017 high school graduate. That so, I mean, this would be his sixth year in college. So, quite incredible. Good on him. Well done. Yes. Now, let's see. I, I'm going to scroll up here, try to find another grouping of teams. So we talked about – I'd say, like, the next grouping are teams that are solid teams, um, could make the tournament. We're into that point here. Rutgers, Penn State, and Maryland, I think we can group together here a little bit. 
before we get into the cellar dwellers? Yeah, I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing about Penn State. I even have notes on like Northwestern, Minnesota, and Nebraska. My notes on Northwestern are they're located in Chicago. Solid. My notes on Nebraska. There's a lot of good pizza there, Biggs. Huh? There's a lot of good pizza. Uh, Lou Malnati's, Pequod's. Go there. There we go. See, so I imagine imagine they're getting some good za. You know, Nebraska, they're located in Lincoln. Great city. You know, about three hours from Chicago. Hey, hey, hey. They're North Dakota tough. They're North Dakota tough now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They they, do they get highly co- highly coveted transfer. Yeah. Highly coveted transfer. Sam Greasel. Yep. And then my note on Minnesota is that they envision a roster that's just fully comprised of Minnesota players. That's all they want. Yeah. Well, they got Dawson Garcia to return home. He's a solid player. He's okay. Yeah. But I don't know anything about Penn State. Okay. They have Jalen Pickett, uh, Miles Dredd, Seth Lundy, all returning. Oh, um, I do like Miles Dredd. Three. Three, uh, three solid guys. I really hope he because he decides to, he decides to be like an attorney. I honestly and then turns into a judge. I can't picture him, but if he doesn't have dreadlocks, I'm disappointed. I don't think he does. I think he has short hair. I'm very disappointed then. But he is jacked. Pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure he's like jacked, like big and strong. Yeah, I think. Like if you're at the gym and you're like, you know, I want to find the best person to spot me on the bench. Like that's who you're going to. No, so I'd be too distracted you're, you're by how a... big and strong he is. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you don't want to pick the biggest, strongest guy, right? You want to pick somebody who's who can who can handle himself, but you don't want to pick like the guy that you're like scared of. True, because that's just intimidating. And then you're scared as you're trying to bench. Exactly. Plus, the unless guy's name if is dread. Unless if you just tell him like, "Hey, just stand off in the distance," but then if you see I'm struggling, just sprint over here and grab it. But then he might get caught looking in the mirror at himself and forget that you're lifting. Could be. Could be. And that was our Penn State uh, preview. Yep, the Nittany Lions. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, perfect. Um, All right, so see. now we got Rutgers and Maryland. Yeah. I think these two teams could be good. Rutgers, I know Paul Mulcahy and uh, Cliff Omarui uh, also get a transfer from another Loyola. God, there's so many Loyolas. Loyola, Maryland. And Cam Spencer averaged about 19 points per game, so he comes over. Um. Caleb McConnell's back. He was the defensive player of the year in the Big Ten last year. Solid guy. Solid role player who also puts up some points in the offense. Fan. He's, a, he's exactly what you want as a two-way guy. Yeah, I, I think that's the formula. You bring back three starters, McConnell, McKehe, and uh, and Omarui. You bring back Andre Hyatt, Jaden Jones, um, Watt Mag. <laughs> so you get six of your top like nine guys back, and they're going to be probably gross offensively, but they're going to be just like, Really, really tough to to get around. I mean, Mulcahy is like what six six, six six six, like two fifteen. I mean, he's like a big, big point guard. McConnell is like six six and can guard one through four. Omarui is a is a defensive anchor. He rebounds, he blocks shots. He's he's awesome. Hyatt, he's like six seven, like two ten. I mean, these guys are large. They're a big team. You know, they don't have like a weakness on the floor. I think defensively, they're gonna be they're gonna be a team that. I don't know if I would put them at like a. I don't even know how betting odds work. I don't remember how it works, but like I would say it's more likely than not that they're not a tournament team, but they're probably in the mix. But I think they're a team that's going to get a lot of good wins because of their because of their tough their tough ass defense, and they've got a lot of experience. So, Scarlet Knight up. You said that so damn much. Scarlet Knights. Just whatever the team name is, and then up. Yeah, let's go. Boiler up. 
<laughs> All right, let's toss it over here, Big. Let's go to Maryland. They lose uh, one of my favorite names in college basketball from a year ago, Fats Russell. So that's sad. Yeah, um, so. Also lose Eric Ayala. But re- do return Hakeem Hart, Dante Scott, two solid wing guys there. Julian Reese also returns in the middle. Um, <clears throat> get a couple transfers who averaged um, good a good amount of points. Uh, Jameer Young coming over from Charlotte. As well as Don Carey coming over. At least he comes from a major conference here in Georgetown. Um, but just another one of those like middle of the pack teams. Um, I can't say too much about them. I see you're thinking about it too. <laughs> yeah. Who's their coach again? Uh, where is it at up here? Keith Will- Kevin Willard. First season Seton there. Hall guy, right? Yeah, Kevin yeah. Willard. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I like Don- I like uh, I like Dante Scott a lot. He's like one of my favorite um, I think he's one of my favorite kind of forwards in the league. I like Hakeem Hart a lot. <clears throat> He's another guy that I thought would be better last year, but maybe this year with uh, with a little more opportunity, he takes another jump. Post-type sleeper? Maybe. I don't know if he had enough hype, though, to be considered okay. a post-type sleeper. And then I think Julian Reese, he was a guy that last year as a freshman was like, when he came in, it seemed like he was better even than than Wahab. Like, he came off the bench, and, and again, he wasn't like a, you know, he wasn't like a superstar freshman, but he, he had really good moments considering he was a freshman, I would not be surprised at all if he takes a big jump. Like, I, I think him and Scott up front could form a pretty good front court duo. This league has so many good, like, big guy duos. Like, Purdue's big guy rotation is going to be really, really good. I think Indiana's front court duo of, of Jackson Davis. I mean, you throw in, actually, I mean, they've got a couple guys, too. Jordan Geronimo's a good big guy. And um who's their other uh this Renault so I mean I think Iowa or Indiana is really loaded kind of up front <clears throat> Ohio State was Zed Key and Justice Suing and now if you throw in that Okpara and Sensaba uh and, and then Michigan of course with with Hunter Dickinson and probably Terrence Reed yes I mean I think all of these teams have such good front court groups I, I think Maryland's with with Scott and Reese though has a chance to be Right up there with them. I, I really do. I think Reese was – he was awesome last year as a freshman in, in just kind of limited action. Like, he popped. Can he be a 13 points and 10 rebounds guy? I wouldn't be surprised at all by that. You know, and then it's really just a matter of does Jameer Young and uh, – can Jameer Young and Don Carey, you know, come over and, and be impact guys on the perimeter? Because I think they're 3-4-5 they're, they're, they're with Hart, Scott, Reese is good enough. You know, Jameer Young, you know, Fats Russell was, I don't know, great, great name, but like he wasn't, wasn't all that good last year. Like he was okay. And I feel like Ayala kind of took a step back. Like he wasn't as proficient as he was the year before. And so, you know, their, their perimeter rotation last year was, it just left a little bit to be desired. Can those guys be a little more effective than, than the predecessors? And we'll see. I I think, uh, I think Maryland has a chance though, to be, I don't know what they're projected to be in the preseason. My guess is they're probably in like the eight, nine range. Uh, I, I think that's probably about right. Okay. Now we sort of talked on these cellar dollars here. We got three teams left here, Minnesota, Northwestern, Nebraska. Um, Minnesota, we mentioned they have Jamison Battle returning, Dawson Garcia coming over from North Carolina, um, Marquette previously. They also get Taylon Cooper. For Moorhead State, so like like you said, they like their Minnesota guys, Biggs. Um, yeah. JK. Um, but no, not much here. Um, 
as Biggs always says, I don't think they'll be the the worst team in Division One. So that's up and up for them. Nebraska, kind of a similar story. Um, they're sort of you know trying to get some you know up transfers here. They have Sam Greasel coming from NDSU, Emmanuel Bandelmill. I actually do think I pronounced that one right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's coming over from SMU. He was a solid player, um, but you know he is an up transfer. Then they do have two returning guys. Uh, C- or, I mean, they have more than two, but two uh, kind of key returning guys in CJ Wilcher and Derek Walker. They also have, I see Juwan Gary uh, transferring over. That's Alabama, right? Yeah, it is. Um, so he, you know, he he had some solid minutes at, at Alabama a year ago. Um, so he is another guy who could contribute there. Um, do you have anything to add to Nebraska? No, that sounds good. What do you think? Do you think they're going to be the worst team, the second worst team, or the third worst team? <sighs> Got to look at Northwestern first before I make that decision. Um, uh, Northwestern is definitely going to be the best of these. They have a guy named Boo. So that's cool. Oh, yeah, Boo Booey. So it's basically between Minnesota and Nebraska. Um, We're probably going to be eating our words at the end of the year because, like, both of them are going to be, like, seventh and eighth, and then, like, Penn State's just going to be awful, and they're going to actually be the last team. Um, I wouldn't be upset about that. I think Minnesota's going to be last place. Okay. Thoughts? I think Nebraska's going to be last place. Okay. Board bet? Sure. So the, <laughs> this is regular season. we got to write this down. I'll remember it for later. Okay. Um, do you have anything else to add before we get into our predictions? I do not. I think those teams suck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a welcome addition there. <laughs> now, we're going to do this much like we did for the Big East where uh, we had it in draft format so we don't just pick the same five guys. Now, I gave you first, I think the last two times, so uh, I'm going to go first here, Biggs. We've only done this one other time, but yeah, you can have the first pick. No, we did Pac-12. I, I let you do, do Pac-12. A, we didn't do a draft. Not we draft, did, but I did like I did let you go first for the Pac-12. Fair, okay. Yeah. Fair so, enough. This is the third time, so you're wrong. Okay. Um, And obviously, as you can imagine, I'm picking between a couple bigs here. Um. And they're going to go rival you as my favorite bigs. So, sorry. Um, let's go Trace Jackson Davis. I'll take Hunter Dickinson. Okay. And so because I get a second pick in a row, I will take I will take TJ Shannon. TJ Shannon. Okay. Much like you, I want to get a guard in here, and I think this guy's going to pop this year. I'm going to get Chucky Hepburn. Smart. I like that pick a lot. So I got Chucky. I've got TJD. And then we're going to get a swing guy. And, uh, you know, we've always talked about twins are the exact same person, quite literally. So Chris Murray, Chris Murray is going to average like 23 points per game this year and be a top – was he top five? Or was he number six? Somewhere in there. Yeah. Chris Murray is uh, my selection. My selection. <sighs> Okay. I will take – I get two picks in a row. Yep. I'm going to take Jaden Akins, Michigan State guard. I'm buying the breakout. Buying the breakout. There's a chance he's like their fifth best guy, but I think there's a chance he's their best guy too. So I'm going to take the chance that he's their best guy or closer to their best guy than he is their fifth best guy. Yep. 
Um, and then I will take, we're trying to build relatively like actual teams here. I will take, oh, I'll take Coleman Hawkins. I think him and, uh, him and, him and Hunter Dickinson can coexist better than him and Zach Eady can coexist. So, okay. We'll go Coleman Hawkins. Okay. I'm going to take a similar route to what you just take. Um, I also want sort of a stretch for a guy on my team, but specifically one who can shoot is actually from that same team. I'm going to buy into the uh, post hype sleep because I think that this guy was a little hyped up last year. Didn't really deliver. Um, that is the mullet man himself, Matthew Meyer. So now I need another guard. Yeah, there are a lot of those. So we're at a point now where, like, Zach Eady is still out there, so you might pick him. Who knows? And he could legitimately be a player of the year pick yeah. by a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> we're gone awful at this. <laughs> we need a third person. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what happens when you pick, when you actually try and build a team that can actually win rather than just having seven, five seven-footers. Which would uh, actually be a great way to win. <laughs> I'll go with Jalen Pickett to round out my team. Penn State guy. I will take Xavier Johnson. <clears throat> Weren't you trashing him earlier? I wasn't trashing him. I just don't know if he's like I, I, I wasn't I was trying to balance out your hype with uh with mediate like moderated with moderated excitement. Biggs' formula for his takes is just the exact opposite of me. Trying to, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to balance it out here. Speaking you know, of being opposite. We're, if we're putting the throttle down too much in Indiana, they're going to disappoint us. Yeah. Going back to our bet. Um, what if, let's just not, let's not do like, they have to be last place. Just the worst of the two. Okay. Fair is enough. That, is that, is that fair? Cause yeah, like, that's probably better. Cause then you run into the situation where neither one is last place. And then it's just a boring bet that goes nowhere. And then we just end up buying ourselves Pancheros. Exactly. So. It's like I'd rather buy you Pancheros or you buy me Pancheros. Yes. So we're searching that up. Just the worst of those two. Well, uh, let's see. Now, let's see. Freshman of the year, who you got? I'm not even sure who's freshman. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Some some candidates here are Jet Howard, Trey Holloman. Hood I would Shafino, say Roddy Gale. Sky Clark. Hood Shafino, Sky Clark. Maybe Cam Heidi from Purdue. Um, those are probably the most likely ones. I'm going to say, I'm going to say one of those, these, the Ohio state guards, I'm going to say either Bruce Thornton or Roddy Gale. They're both top 50 guards. I think Ohio state needs, uh, needs one of those perimeter guys to step it up. And I think one of them will. I'm, I'm deciding between two guys. I'm deciding between either an awesome first name or a, hyphenate, or a hyphenated last name. So this is tough here. Um, I'm speaking of how long. Jaden Hutchifino. Or Jalen Hutchifino. Um, no, Jackson's the first name. For who? Jackson Kohler, big man from Michigan State. That's the no, first that, name, that, Jackson. So many people uh, are named Jackson now. That has become like Sky, a Sky, Sky, Sky Clark. You know what that is? Why? Sons of Anarchy. At least that's what I'm going to say. Jackson? Yeah. I like the main really? character on there. 
There's no way. Oh, it, it isn't. That's that big, like 15, 20 years no, ago? No, I'm joking. But that's just what I'm saying. I'm surprised there's not more like Shaq's. Shaquille. Or Kobe's. Actually, there Sky are more Kobe's. Go with Sky Clark, Biggs. You're going with Sky Clark. Yep. We're really we're really in on Illinois. We, but based on our picks here, we think Illinois is going to be legit. Yep. They might be. They really Sky might Clark, be. Clark, TJ Shannon, Matthew Meyer, and Coleman Hawkins. And I think there's a chance that – like there's a non-zero chance that uh, either RJ Melendez or Luke Goody are actually their best players, and we just took four of their other guys. <laughs> like this episode has just been like me convincing myself on Illinois throughout. Yeah. Like that's kind of – I mean I, I'm kind of convincing myself on – all these Big Ten teams are going to suck, but also be okay and make the tournament, maybe, but not be that good. <laughs> All right, who you got for coach of the year? My coach of the year will be Greg Gard. Okay, solid pick. Solid pick because we we really did convince ourselves on them over the course of this episode. And I do think that they're going to be better than everyone expects at yep. this time. Um, I'm going to go try to find another team that is going to be better than expected. And this team, I don't think it's too far down there on the expectation side of things, but I'm going to go with Chris Holtman. Yeah, Ohio I thought State. about him. Yeah. They could push for a title here, so I'm going to go with him. I was say, one of us should take the Illinois coach just because. <laughs> <laughs> Just have them completely mop up everything. Who, Bruce Pearl? Just kidding. All right, Biggs, anything else you need to add to the show? I don't think so. I'm excited. I can't wait till the Big Ten season. I can't wait till college basketball. John, we are like, what, 30 days away from college basketball season? Isn't that great? And like, it's once the show actually airs, it'll days. be even less. What's that? Even, once this show actually airs, it'll be even less because this isn't going to go until Thursday. You're right. So we're probably yeah. like a legitimate less than four weeks away. Yeah. And then also two weeks after the show airs is even less time until the start of college basketball season. Holy so there's crap. that too. Yeah. We are <laughs> less crazy. than 30 sleeps oh, with college basketball God. season starting. Yes. Yes. All right. We'll get out here. So expect the next one uh, on Monday. Who do we have left after this? We have ACC, SEC, Big 12. Um, think Big Twelve needs to be last because they are back to back national champions. Um, True. So they have and to be last. Big. Yeah. So either ACC or SEC. We'll decide later. But um, we'll see you then. Okay. Bye.